Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Headscarfs and Good Yarns with me, Amal Abdullahi. The show is all about talking about race and diversity and everything in between, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic Aotearoa. Um, sorry for the blip. <laughs> I haven't been doing, I haven't been as great with episodes as of late. Um, I've been sick and just getting back into the routine of life. Um, but I'm back. I'm back. We're back on the bandwagon and hopefully... Uh, moving forward will be um, more consistent. Um, today I am returning with a solo episode. It's just me this time round. Um, but hopefully we'll have a really cool discussion. And after you tune in, if you have some thoughts as well, please hit um, hit us up on Facebook and Instagram and or however you can in person. If you see me around, it would be really nice to um, have your thoughts and keep the conversation going. Um, but I thought it would be really, really cool um, to come back and to talk about an upcoming holiday um, on the 31st. I know a lot of people will be dressing up and all sorts and getting out there for trick-or-treating. So I thought it would be really cool um, to talk about Halloween. Though, if you walk into any mall or shop at the moment, they've already got the Christmas decorations up. So I can um, easily understand why you would forget about Halloween. But anyway, it's a day, it's a thing. Um, For me, growing up, I didn't really celebrate it a huge lot. It's just not something that we celebrate um, as Somali people, as um, Muslim people. Um, So when I was younger, we didn't take part in the trick-or-treating. But my mum would always have mandarins or oranges ready to give away because she was very concerned about... um, teeth and she never let us have heaps of sugary treats so um she was like i don't want to give um other you know people's children bad teeth for sugary treats um so she'd always have mandarins or um oranges ready to go um which was really crack up when kids would open um knock on our door would open it um, and instead of having lollies, would have these healthy treats. You could just see the look of disappointment. Um, but anyways, that was the extent of how much I thought about Halloween or how Halloween related to to me in my life. Um, but I suppose the older I got, and now especially with doing the podcast, um, my awareness for how race seeps into all areas of life has really heightened. Um, and whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing, um, I can see how it seeps into something as innocent um, appearing as Halloween. Um, so I still think of the um, mandarins and oranges when I think of Halloween. Um, but now I also think about like the lines you shouldn't cross when it comes to costumes or thinking about how people still do blackface in 2019 and cultural appropriation and things like racism in horror movies. Um, So I thought it would be really cool to kind of unpack this a little bit um, in this episode. And as I said before, please, if you listen to this and you have any thoughts or stories or experiences um, to chuck in, let us know. Um, So a huge part of Halloween's, Halloween, sorry, Halloween's, um, is the costume. 
Um, it's a really cool way of, in, you know, changing your identity for a little bit and donning something that maybe you might not wear, you know, normally. Um, but sometimes some really racist or sexist or just generally offensive costumes come up. Like you see things like blackface or people dressing up <clears throat> in as indigenous people or like literally taking other people's cultures and then wearing it as a costume for the night. Um, like I remember I was walking back to my flat um, one night and a big group of people were, they must have been making their way back into town. So um, yeah, I, I was walking home and uh, they saw my hijab and started shouting things like Allahu Akbar and like, I got a bomb just, just like you or just really stupid stuff that you hear sometimes um and so i was about to dismiss it but as i was walking closer to them um i realized that one of the a couple of the guys were dressed as like i suppose they must have been going for like the arabic people angle because they're wearing um like they had the beards they had um the really long like jilbabs and like trying to imitate traditional dress and then i had that like sinking feeling when I realized that his costume was literally a terrorist and that blew my mind I was like how is it okay for someone's Halloween costume to be as a terrorist and especially when him dressing up as an Arabic person was him being a terrorist I was just like <laughs> I mean, I think sometimes, yeah, we are a bit too PC, but surely this isn't okay. Like, what is the line between this is just for fun and this is just actually straight up racist and offensive? Um, so I started doing some, like, in preparation for this episode, I did some Googling and read some papers and some really, really interesting um, stuff came up and um it really did bring up a lot of food for thought. Um, and this one particular paper really stood out to me. Um, and all, there were lots of things that came up and I was like, huh, huh. Like I didn't really think about it from that point of view. Um, so for this paper, they tracked 663 college students in America during the Halloween period. So they gave them um, observational diaries that they had to fill out with certain questions and prompts and they were able to extract a lot of information um, from that. And so, yeah, I pulled up, um, picked up some interesting um, information from that. So the first thing that I thought was really, really interesting was that there was a fair portion of those 663 students um, where their costumes had to do with race. Um, which I thought was really interesting because when I personally think of Halloween costumes, I think about like superheroes and like those punny ones where it's like one person's salt and the other one's pepper or something or Harry Potter but I thought that was really interesting that 600 out of the 663 a fair portion of their costumes had to do with like racial identity and then um adding on to that which I also thought was quite interesting there was a really even spread of the races and or like if ethnic identities so there wasn't just one ethnic identity that was like misrepresented um in the costumes but you know 
like Pitbull, all of the costumes were like worldwide, um, which I thought was really, really interesting. And then another really interesting fact was um, uh, out of which I yeah, which kind of correlates to the first fact, but um, a fair portion of the students recognised that. Um, in them dressing up in a costume that had to do with uh, racial identity, um, they also recognize that there are implications in racial st- stereotyping and the costumes um, they had chosen, um, which I thought was really, really interesting because why would you wear something if you know that it has implications in racial stereotyping? Like that's to me that's not a joke and that's quite serious and I would you know really weigh up the consequences of wearing a costume like that but yeah so yeah it's really interesting that a lot of students in fact did have that awareness um, but still chose to uh, engage in costumes that had to do with race Um, and then another thing that came up on the on that note as well is that in the observation I can't talk today in the observational diaries is that it didn't stop students because they thought it was part of the spirit of the celebration and not just a costume which yeah also raises some brows for me um because it might seem harmless and it might seem like a joke between your friends and it might just be a costume but man the implications run deep like, from my point of view, if you're wearing a costume that plays on a racial stereotype, um, that takes away, that takes the voice away from that group. Um, the only thing that you're doing is reinforcing that stereotype and feeding it more power, which it really, really doesn't need. Um, if it was any other context, any other day in the calendar, um, I think people would be raising or more people would be raising their eyebrows and um, questioning it. But somehow all of that kind of disappears on the 31st of October because it's Halloween and um, it's a safe, a, par- a supposed safe place to kind of wear whatever you want. Um, but the thing is, those implications never disappear if you're in the marginalized group, no matter what calendar day it is. It's not just a costume or a joke that's people's you're taking away their power you're taking away their voice and you're feeding something that negatively impacts their lives Um, it's a real reality for some people those racial stereotypes and to make light of that and then have it as a joke just I don't know it just seems kind of sick which makes me think about how every single year we see that same pattern around Halloween. So October rolls up, people having their parties, people going out trick-or-treating. Cool, cool, cool. Um, And this, I'm talking about it from like the celebrity point of view. There's always a couple of costumes that raises eyebrows because they've done something horrendously offensive, whether it be blackface or whether it be dressing up as an indigenous person. But there's always a costume that the media then goes crazy over for, um, kind of like, you know, shaming this person for wearing a costume like that. And then 
After that, there's the non-apology apology that comes from said celebrity um, and things thrown around like it was just a joke, didn't realize that it would be so offensive, blah bloody blah And then the next year rolls around and the same thing happens. But then I think it kind of gets to a point where it's like you really need to weigh out the consequences or have that awareness about what exactly are you going to put on as a costume this year and how will it come across to other people. Um, And while I was thinking about the cycle that repeats and I was thinking about that paper where actually a lot of the students did have that awareness that their costume might not be great um and they still went ahead and did it anyway i'm thinking well that's probably the case for everyone out there whether or not you're a celebrity really cannot talk today celebrity um you probably still have that awareness that the costume your intended costume is not okay but you still go ahead and and choose to wear it and so i think the real question that we should be asking is if most of us have this awareness really what makes it okay um and it could be many different things like um some of the papers that i was reading were saying that some people choose to do it anyway because they like to get a kick from social activists which i thought was a really weird and cruel way to um take the mickey out of people or to get a rise out of them like oh you're so out like outrageously left-wing i'm going to wear a super offensive costume just to get you all riled up um odd concept but there you go um another thing that i thought was a really interesting idea that came up and that could be another explanation as to why it makes it okay is kind of reasserting that dominance so usually for people of color or people who are marginalized uh they're if they do choose to engage with Halloween, it's more like today I get to, for this one night or day, I'm going to shed my identity and kind of choose an identity that has more power in society. And so for, well, this kind of, now that I'm about to say this out loud, it sounds really, sounds really weird, but I suppose even more food for thought, I suppose, which is why I'd love to get to know your thoughts on this. So for marginalized people, it's an opportunity to wear a costume where that, where it has strong associations and more power, I suppose, in society. So for white people, or I don't even like using that phrase, but I suppose for people who aren't normally in that position, it's a way of reclaiming that power back and taking the mickey out of these marginalized people who think that they can by having this costume they can you know have some more standing in society um which i thought was a really interesting theory but there you go personally i think it's because there is no because it is a celebration it has that connotation of being fun and everything's said in jest and it doesn't really have any serious connotations and you're kind of off the hook um but people i think we should be thinking about it from the point of 
other people's reality. Like it just really doesn't go away just because it's Halloween. It's for fun. Like you're still you're still giving power to those stereotypes and you're still giving it some validity and it's already so hard to um, challenge racial stereotypes um, especially when they're so ingrained in society and you can see it in like institutional racism you can see it in casual racism Um, so I think for people to wear racist or offensive costumes it's just yeah, it's just another way of validating that. And so I think we should really be questioning. We shouldn't be calling people out, I don't think, on their like racist or offensive costumes because all that kind of gets people into the cycle of shaming them, force, like forcing them into apology, or even if it's not a forced apology, it's apology, and it seems like the cycle just kind of repeats itself. I think we should be moving the conversation to let's be, let's be more critical about this. Let's think about the, let's weigh out the consequences of wearing costumes like this and think about how, how will other people um, relate to these um, costumes because it's not just about what you or your mates think are funny it's about setting the tone and setting the environment where it's like yeah let's have fun but let's not have fun at um, other people's expenses Um, so yeah let's just keep the conversations going but yeah I hope heading into Halloween this year y'all all have a good time um, have some appropriate costumes. And yeah, if you have any thoughts in this topic, please holler at your girl and let's keep the conversation going. Uh, thanks for tuning into this episode and catch you next time. Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.